Hello and welcome back to Making Better Bites podcast. It's your host, Adrienne, women's hormone dietitian, and I'm so happy to be back recording another episode with you today. It is a Monday for me here um, when I'm recording this, so just like the day before the episode comes out, because last week I was down with a cold and it was, I mean, I did as much as I could, but you know, when you have a cold, it's just not good to um, work. It just doesn't feel good, especially talking. So I put that on the back burner. And here we are now on Monday. And I feel like I've got the Monday blues and just like lacking the motivation, which I am like sad about. But I'm still excited to record the episode, I guess, even though I am in a little bit of a slump. And hopefully you guys still enjoy today's episode and get some knowledge and education out of it. Um, Before we get started, reminder to make sure you are following me on my other platforms, especially on Instagram and TikTok for more short form information. And then my newsletter where you can keep up with all of the things that are happening around and get a little bit of a longer form information and a little bit more details in the background, especially if you like like things that are written out and as reminders because I send out a newsletter every single Sunday, which is a lot of fun. And what else? Oh, I have a program finally that I have developed for people who need to get started on balancing their hormones and want to support their menstrual cycle better and making new healthy habit changes and they're not sure where to get started. I go through three different cycles and each phase of your cycle, I have you pick up a new habit is kind of the format and talk about like that phase of your cycle why this is a good time in your cycle to be starting this habit and why this habit would be beneficial for your hormone health. So I'm really, really excited about that because I know a lot of people come to me and they're like, you know, this is all really great information and really helpful and it's so good to learn and expand the knowledge, but like, where do I get started? So now this is a place to start actionable habits. It takes about three months typically to of making changes for your cycle to then kind of pick up on the changes that you're making and you can start really feeling a difference. Some things can be right away, you know, more in like a month or two, but really looking at things across three cycles by the end of picking up all these habits on the three cycles, you should be noticing a difference in how you're feeling and your patterns and norm with your menstrual cycle should start to improve. So um, I did mostly nutrition changes and habits because, of course, I'm a registered dietitian, but incorporated some other things in there as well for you to start and like to talk about. So that program, I'm so excited, is going to be coming out this weekend. I'm going to do an exclusive discount release with the newsletter, just like I did this past weekend with the apparel that I made and my menstrual cycle tracking journal that I've already made a few months ago. Um, I've kind of updated all of my platforms for that, like the sales avenue, so that you can find things easier. It's more direct to consumer sort of setup. So everything is developed by me. Everything is 100% like my concepts and my education and knowledge that I am imparting onto you. And that's kind of how I came up with everything or I came up with everything on my own is the point. And so, um, yeah, I just want to help and provide more resources that can actually make things happen for you. So I'm really happy about that. I'm happy about how things are going, and I'm really excited to release this little mini three-cycle program to kickstart your menstrual cycle wellness.
Um, yeah, and I think that's all of my updates. That's actually quite a bit because usually I don't really have any updates. So, um, yeah. Oh, I have to give you my medical disclaimer now before we get started that this is not intended to be medical advice. You always need to work with your trusted healthcare professionals and providers. They know you, your health, and your health history. And I'm just sharing this for general information. So today, I wanted to do an episode. Well, actually, this was originally supposed to be an interview episode. And sadly, the girl that um, we were going to do a podcast swap wasn't feeling well. She's about to go on holiday. So we're going to connect hopefully later on in the next couple months. Um, but she wanted to interview me for like a true or false sort of segment. And we weren't able to do that anymore. So I took it into my own hands to make up my own true or false because I thought it was still a pretty good idea. Um, something that I could just do myself and say statements of things that I see out and about on social media or things that have been trending and then talk about like, is that true or false or is it kind of a gray area? So I came up with a few of those on my own and um, we'll go ahead and talk about those today. The first one up is that carrot salad is the only way to lower your estrogen. So I've seen carrot salads out on social media for probably like a year or two. And I know I've addressed this at least one other time at some point in the podcast, but there are many, many episodes. So it's hard to say like when that was or if you even heard it because maybe you're a new listener. So welcome. <laughs> and this is your first time hearing my take on the carrot salad. So the carrot salad is good for lowering your estrogen because it does contain fiber. And if you enjoy it and you like carrots and you enjoy eating raw carrots and like the little vinaigrette sort of dressing that they make to go on the carrots, the I think it's like peeled carrots that you peel the whole carrot. Um, if you enjoy it, that's great. And it is going to lower your estrogen. It can help reduce excess estrogen because like I said, the fiber. But it's not true. So I guess the statement is false that carrot salad or carrots are the only way to lower your estrogen. Carrots are not the only way to lower your estrogen because as I said, the fiber in carrots is what supports the estrogen lowering capabilities of the carrot. So um, pretty much any fruit or vegetable can help you with binding your estrogen, excess estrogen to the fiber. So that way you can excrete it through bowel movements, right? Um, because it has to attach to your stool and then for your bacteria and channels in your gut or your intestines, I should say, would then be, would need to be unable to reabsorb the estrogen or just absorb less of it. And then that way you can pass it out through your stool and um, then thus lowering your overall estrogen that's available in your system. So all of that is true. And that's how it works. Um, there's some other phytonutrients that exist that I have talked about with cruciferous vegetables. So like the cabbage family, um, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, those kind of vegetables, those contain another phytonutrient that can help to lower your estrogen in a different way, which is through um, proper estrogen, healthy estrogen metabolism so that you have more of the healthy estrogens that your body wants to have and less of the like negative estro estrogens in your system. So that's another way that you can lower estrogen also from um, like a vegetable source, but different than the carrot salad. And I'm trying to think other ways of lowering estrogen, you can 
they're a little bit more complicated. So I don't have I'm not going to say them off the top of my head. So I don't want to I don't want to flub anything and give accidental false information. But it is false that carrot salad is the only way to lower estrogen. But if you enjoy it, you should go ahead and eat it because it is beneficial. Carrots are great. They're healthy, nutritious, fiber, vitamins, minerals, all of those kind of things. The second um, true or false statement, you have to eat organic to improve your hormones. There's a lot of talk, a lot of um, bigger pages that you follow. You might see that they promote like organic fruits and vegetables, organic packaged items, organic um, meats and like grass-fed meat and organic eggs and milk and all of those sort of things, which they are, it's not required. I'll just say it's false. It's not required to balance your hormones to consume foods organically. So I don't want that ever to be like a roadblock for people to who they might feel as though they cannot make the changes they need to make because they can't afford to make those type of changes because you can make a lot of habit changes and just like meet yourself in the best place that you possibly can without having to take it so far as to purchase everything organic, if that makes sense. Um, There are some benefits. People see different benefits in purchasing organic, Um, like when it comes to fruits and vegetables, if you are concerned about your herbicide and pesticide exposure, that could be something beneficial for you. Um, When it comes to meat, buying organic can make a difference if it makes it like grass-fed or that the animal is actually in a different feeding environment, I think is where it makes the biggest difference. So like 100% grass-fed beef or like chickens that actually like free range and have access to a variety of food, um, you know, actually eating off of the earth instead of just being fed like grains and things like that, that can be beneficial for the egg health and for the chicken. Like if you eat chicken, like the meat, um, those kind of things can be beneficial in that it changes the makeup of the meat product itself where they have found there's higher ratio of omega-3 to omega-6 fatty acids. So I've talked before about how that can be really beneficial for decreasing inflammation. So you're going to get more healthy fats and less of the omega-6 inflammatory fats if you are able to purchase that kind of meat. For myself, I do focus a lot on buying organic produce and organic pasture-raised, 100% grass-fed beef, chicken, eggs, milk, dairy products. When I cheese and cottage cheese and those sort of things are hard for me because um, I haven't found a great resource. But I focus on that for myself because it's something that's important to me. But I never want to promote it as something that's required because it's not. You could just be eating like standard frozen vegetables if that's what you have main access to. And you're going to be getting great nutrients and still able to support your hormones and to make changes for your life and for your health so that you start to feel better and notice a difference just as much as if you ate the organic kind. So don't stress over like everything having to be organic. One, maybe that's not something that's important to you, but two, it's not in the budget for a lot of people, which I totally understand. If it is something you're looking to do, I would recommend trying to shop local and shop in season. And those two things are going to help potentially offset some of the cost, especially if you go to like your local farmer's market and you talk to the farmer and hear about their farming practices. As far as the produce, 
They could be someone who follows organic farming practices. They just can't use the label of like USDA organic because that costs a lot of money for them to like uphold that label. And if they are just a small family farm in your area that just goes out to farmers markets on the weekends, then that's not something they're going to invest in. But that doesn't mean they don't follow organic farming practices or healthier farming practices in general. So being local and shopping in season is going to help with oftentimes offset some of the costs of trying to purchase um, something that's organic rather than conventional. I have had a lot of success with that as well um, and why I buy organic grass-fed meat um, and pasture-raised chickens and all of that is because I buy them from a local farm directly and they actually will drive around and deliver them to people. And I've talked about this before as well. So but I really value what they do and their farming practices and the way that they raise their animals. And it is organic and the I can tell a difference in how the meat tastes and the texture and all of these different things. And actually purchasing it from them is cheaper than the grocery store option, like pound for pound if I bought organic 100% grass-fed like ground beef or whatever. And of course, you know, you can use sales and things like that to your benefit, but that's where I get a lot of my eggs and then almost always get all my chicken and beef and pork from the farmer. So I save money there as well, and it's a great resource. So I highly recommend looking it up. I know where um, I'm able to buy my meat from. They take really good care of the land and they do it where they have the animals um, graze on multiple pastures. And I can't even remember the word and now it's blanking on me. But anyways, I took, I almost have a minor in sustainability. Not that that means a lot, but I have an interest in sustainability and especially with farming practices. Um, It's just kind of like a sub interest of mine, I guess. And so that's why those things are important to me. And I like how it takes care of the earth and how then the earth gives back and they have a healthier product and a more nutrient dense product. But again, I know that's not accessible to everyone. So just know that it's not required and you can still get great outcomes without doing those things, especially when it comes to packaged snacks and those sort of like, you know, like cereal or I don't know, like fruit snacks, those kind of things. A lot of times the ingredients are interchangeable, but one of them is organic and one of them's not. So you're not necessarily getting any more nutrients. Just pay attention to the ingredient label moreover when it comes to things that are in a box, especially if you're picking and choosing um, on the budget and your access to it. I would say starting with meat over produce probably just because like you can wash your produce and clean it and significantly reduce a lot of the herbicides and pesticides and things that are sprayed onto the fruits and vegetables. Um, And like I said, I know for a fact like that meat that is raised in the um, organic grass-fed blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I keep saying that um, way. Then they have a different nutrient makeup. And as far as I know, for fruits and vegetables, like conventionally or organically grown and just sold in the grocery store from like whatever farm that they come from in wherever they come from, I don't think that there is going to be a nutrient difference. There would be a difference if you were like growing it yourself and then like you picked it at its peak ripeness and it was allowed to like ripe 
ripen on the vine. You know, the nutrients can go up because it grew longer. Um, but as far as like in the grocery store, I wouldn't stress over it too much. So that's on that statement. Uh, I think that's everything I wanted to say. And then um, my third point was your menstrual cycle is important. And this is 100% a true statement. Your menstrual cycle is extremely important. Um, my last episode was about cycle syncing and the menstrual cycle. And personally, it's not an approach that would work for me. I prefer education and knowledge and then applying that in a more broad way where I don't have a set of rules. I know some people thrive with rules and they like the routine of doing different things in each phase of your menstrual cycle. Personally, I enjoy like following how I'm feeling. And even if I'm on my period, if I have a lot of energy and want to do something specifically that might not be following cycle syncing. I want to feel like I have the freedom to do so. So I have more of a no rule. Um, Go with how you're feeling and nutrients are great at any time, no matter what they are uh, kind of approach. So your menstrual cycle is extremely important and understanding the patterns and watching, knowing your different phases and being able to identify them is really beneficial for your long-term health and no doubt about it, no matter what, your menstrual cycle is important. So your menstrual cycle health needs to be taken seriously by yourself and by your providers. Um, And hopefully you can find a provider that agrees with you or at least will support the decisions that you make because while I think it's getting more common and people are more open to like fertility awareness methods and um, choosing to go a more natural sans uh, pharmaceutical route for their menstrual cycle, is it's getting more it's more supported than it was even like 5 years ago but I don't think it's entirely supported and people still have a lot of negative experiences I know like in the doctor's office so that's very unfortunate but it is good to have a menstrual cycle and to ovulate and to um, experience all the different phases and to be able to support your body with nutrients and movement and rest so those are kind of my I guess that is my three things that I was going to talk about today, Um, that carrot salad is not the only way to lower your estrogen and that you do not have to buy only organic in order to make a difference and to make things better Um, and that your menstrual cycle truly is a very important step and part of your life as a female. So that was a pretty quick episode. Like I said, I don't know. I'm like having a Monday slump, but I think it went well. And I hope to see you on my other platforms. Come say hello on Instagram, on TikTok, send me an email, whatever you want to do. Be prepared for my program that's coming out this weekend. Very, very excited. Hop on the newsletter if you want to get a discount code and um, when it releases. And I think that's it. So I hope you guys have a great week and I hope that this has helped you to make better bites.